Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Tome Show News. I'm Lewis Brenton, and with me are Tracy Hurley and Branda Stoddard. Tome Show News is here to bring you brief news updates, primarily on the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game and things happening in the D&D community. You'll be receiving these new updates approximately every two weeks. This episode is being recorded on Friday, February 14th. Here's the news. On Monday of last week, the new Unearthed Arcana draft leaked to an enterprising fan on Reddit and started to be commented on uh, by many. And it was actually released the next day, on Tuesday. Um, the Unearthed Arcana release immediately drew a strong controversy with its portrayal of the love domain. It also presented the College of Creation bard and the Clockwork Soul Sorceress origin. About half an hour, half an hour to an hour after its release, the PDF was pulled back down by Wizards of the Coast, and they announced that a new draft of the PDF would be released shortly thereafter. On Thursday, a new Unearthed Arcana was re-released uh, with some changes to the College of Creation bard, shuffling around some powers and rephrasing some things, some changes to the Clockwork Soul Sorcerer, Sorcerer's Origin, again, changing around some powers and uh, responding in some small ways to early commentary, and then replacing the love domain for clerics with the unity domain, retaining one of the major feature concepts that ran through the love domain, but replacing many of the other elements of the domain. Coinciding with this Unearthed Arcana release is a new survey covering the previous Unearthed Arcana release, uh, Subclasses Part 1. As our listeners know, Dungeons & Dragons is produced by the wonderful people over at the Seattle-based Wizards of the Coast. In turn, Wizards of the Coast is owned by toy and game company giant Hasbro. On February 11th, Brian D. Goldner, CEO of Hasbro, made mention of Dungeons & Dragons several times in his earnings report for the fourth quarter of 2019. Some highlights included that D&D revenues increased again for the sixth year in a row. Also, D&D streaming content was up nearly 50% over the previous year. They reported that around 150 million hours of D&D content was viewed on Twitch and on YouTube. Also, Hasbro's total games category grew by 6% as growing products like Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic helped offset declines in other game categories. This all reflects very well on the game we love and speaks to its increasing popularity in the general culture. This continues to be a great time to love D&D. More details on the Wizards of the Coast video game studio have been released. In April 2019, they announced hiring James Olin, a 23-year games industry veteran, to head the development in a new game studio that will focus on the creation of original IP outside of Magic the Gathering and Dungeons & Dragons. 
At the end of January of this year, they announced that the name of the studio is Archetype Entertainment and that Chad Robertson, another Bioware veteran, is joining Olin in, the, in leading the effort. Olin heads the studio, with Robertson serving as vice president and studio general manager. Finally, it was announced that the group is focusing on a role-playing game, quote, set in an all-new science fiction universe that will send players on a story-driven epic where choices they make will have real consequences on how their story unfolds, end quote. There were some interesting Dungeons & Dragons-related happenings at the London Toy Fair trade show in late January. At Asmodee UK's display at the Toy Fair was a mock-up display box for a game that we now know will be called Dungeons & Dragons Adventure Begins. Tome Show News has found more recent pictures of the box that also include this information. Uh, It has on the front the heading, Your Fun Fast Entry into the World of D&D. And it will be for two to four players, ages 10 and up. In addition, Asmodee's catalog of 2020 releases includes a small blurb about the game. I'll quote that here. Welcome, new fans. This is a portal to the monsters, magic, and heroes of the classic fantasy role-playing game. Players do not need any prior knowledge of the D&D world or characters. With simplified concepts and fast-paced gameplay, players are set are set out, excuse me, to battle monsters, collect treasures, and not die. This is a really fun and accessible game for those who want to enter the D&D world for the first time. That's the end of the quote. Now, it's reasonable to think that this may be a new rendition of some of the previous D&D adventure co-op board games, such as Castle Ravenloft and Wrath of Ashardalon. However, that series of games was based on some older 4th edition concepts that no longer exist in 5e Dungeons & Dragons. So this box is likely to reflect more recent developments in D&D rule sets. Also, our crack TSN research team has located a few websites with pre-orders for the game already posted. Some of these even include descriptions with more information about the game. Uh, Some of this information includes uh, quick and easy setup play, engaging fast-paced play uh, a new experience every time you play the game and kid-friendly characters and humor telling us what the target audience might be for this product also uh, there's a contents list that includes four dungeon game boards 20 customizable character tiles uh, monster tiles gold tokens dice uh, four mini figures a plastic monster tracker plastic card holder plastic part stand and 132 cards Uh, On the websites that we found, the pricing was averaging around 45 Canadian dollars, which would work out to be about 35 U.S. dollars. Uh, On a different pre-order site, we found that this product is scheduled for release in August 2020. I am astounded to announce and deeply impressed that the Australian Brushfire Relief Bundle that I spoke about in last episode has closed uh, netting... $325,000 for Australian Brush Fire Relief. Further, I received my review copy of Dungeon Mayhem's new set, which is called Monster Madness. It introduces six new monster decks, including the Red Dragon, Mimic, Owlbear, Gelatinous Cube, Beholder, and Mind Flayer, and offers rules for uh, more than four players in a game. Uh, The public release will be on the 28th of February. I can tell you that my five-year-old, who is about to turn six, is going to be very excited 
to receive this for his birthday. He is such a fan of uh, Dungeon Mayhem. We've had a great time playing it with him. In December of 2019, Tome Show News covered the surprising announcement from RPG publisher Cubicle 7 that they would be discontinuing their Lord of the Rings game, the One Ring role-playing game. In addition, they would be ending production on their D&D 5th edition open gaming license product, Adventures in Middle-Earth. This product allowed players to explore J.R.R. Tolkien's classic Middle-Earth using mostly the D&D 5th edition rules. And this product was a favorite of mine. Since that time, Cubicle 7 has partnered with HumbleBundle.com on two different occasions to offer nearly the entirety of their Adventures in Middle-Earth library for an incredible discount in support of charity. This second pledge drive is specifically called the Lord of the Rings 5E Final Encore. Currently, the Humble Bundle package has three available donation levels. The highest pledge of $15 will get you PDFs of all 11 books that Adventures in Middle-Earth has printed, and also a PDF of their Game Master screen materials, which include pre-generated characters and a short introductory adventure set in Mirkwood. Uh, the only Adventures in Middle-Earth product not included in this bundle is their most recently released book, the Rohan Region Guide. Uh, the Rohan book was completed in PDF form but never made it to print and can be purchased from other PDF publishing websites. This particular Humble Bundle fundraising package supports World Builders, an organization founded by New York Times bestselling author and geek culture favorite Patrick Rothfuss in support of Rothfuss's favorite charity, Heifer International. At the time of recording, this amazing 12 products for $15 offer has a few days remaining on HumbleBundle.com. Adventures in Middle-Earth is a fantastic game, and TSN listeners will never find a less expensive opportunity to check it out. On February 10th, Rob Conley of Bat in the Attic announced via a blog post that he would no longer work with the RPG publisher Judges Guild, and shared a number of bigotry-laden posts made by Judges Guild owner Robert Bledsaw II. A number of folks validated that the screenshots of the posts were real, and some even confirmed with Bledsaw. In response to the revelation, a number of companies and individuals have publicly stated that they will no longer work with the Judges Guild, including Frog God Games and Drive Through RPG. The latter has removed all works from the Judges Guild publisher page. All right, friends, that completes this edition of the Tome Show News. We're so thankful that you chose to spend this time with us, and we hope you found this show helpful in keeping you up to date. We'll be back with more news soon. If you have items of information that you think we should be covering on TSN, please reach out to us, either by mailing us at thetomeshow at gmail.com or on Twitter at thetomeshow. I'm Lewis Brenton. I'm Tracy Hurley. And I'm Brandis Stoddard. Thanks for listening.